Blog Talk Radio. I'm Diane Byrne, the editor and owner of MegayotNews.org, and today we're speaking with Captain Mark Drulo. He's a yacht captain with more than 20 years of experience running a variety of power and sail superyachts, and he's also the head of the port services company C2C, based in San Diego. Now, as impressive as those credentials are, however, that's not why we're talking with him today. We're going to discuss how he came to create a terrific charitable organization called Yacht Aid Global. Through Mark's connections to the Megayat industry and relations that he and like-minded individuals make in poor and remote communities, both in the United States and around the world, Yacht Aid Global is delivering much-needed supplies and changing lives. The organization's tagline pretty much says it all, changing the world without changing course. There's a lot of good being done thanks to Yacht Aid Global, and there's a lot more that can be done through the volunteer assistance of more yachts, their captains, and owners, as we're about to find out. So, let's get started. Mark, are you with us? Hello, Mark? Hello, can you hear me okay? Hi there, now we got you. How are you today? I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you for having us on your show. Terrific, glad to have you here. Why don't we start with how you got the idea to provide assistance to these communities by using yachts? Well, I have a long history of um, yachting around the world. I've, I joined my first yacht the summer of 1984 in the Med, and I stepped ashore in 2004 here in San Diego. And over that 20-year period, I pretty much spent um, 10 years on deck or in the engine room, starting on small sailboats up through um, larger motor yachts. And then the last 10 years, as the captain on on one vessel on which we did a, a 10-year circumnavigation. And um, I was very fortunate in my time at sea that a lot of the places and the, the time that I spent at sea was in third world countries on very active boats that, that traveled a lot. I did not get stuck um, sitting on boats in port. In um, 2003, I started up C2C in San Diego after moving ashore. And the first three years were pretty busy as as it always is, starting up a business and putting everything in place. But during that time, I was always considering how to be effective at corporate responsibility and giving back to the, the communities that I had visited over the years, which always took such good care of, of me, my crew, and other visiting yachtsmen. Um, and then in 06, came upon the idea of, well, why not utilize the client base of C2C to move school supplies and medical aid around the world as the boats travel. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a natural fit based on my knowledge of worldwide cruising and the contact base that I, I had developed over the years. Terrific. Why don't you describe the first aid mission that Yacht Aid Global did, you know, when it occurred, if it was in, say, 2006, shortly after you created the organization, or if it took a little bit of time to get started and 
what yacht was involved and you know, the supplies that were carried on board. The first formal involvement was with a vessel called Timonier. She's a large sailboat. And it was the fall, or I think it was about November of 2006. And she was southbound to Costa Rica from San Diego. And we approached the skipper about carrying some supplies. He agreed. Um, it was a very smooth transaction. Um, that's one of the objectives of Yeti Global is we, we make it um, as streamlined as possible for the vessel so there's no disruption in their, their program at all. Um, one thing that did happen, though, on the way to Costa Rica, um, the, boat, the tr Costa Rica trip was canceled, and the skipper asked for another alternative location, um, and we picked Nicaragua. There's a wonderful marina there called Puesta del Sol, which the boat could fit into fine, and we diverted them to Puesta del Sol, where they had a lovely visit for four or five days and donated all the supplies on board to the local schoolhouse, and everything was terrific. It worked out great, and the captain and crew continued on doing other missions for Yaya Global. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So how did you continue to get the word out about Yate Global after that first trip? Was it more word of mouth through your C2C customers? Did the captain and crew of Timonier maybe talk to any, anybody they knew or any owners maybe um, help spread the word? It, it's kind of all, all those that you mentioned. Mainly it's word of mouth. There's been a few magazine articles here and there that have um, pushed our awareness up. And, but mainly it's um, talking with the captain and crews of, of clients of C2C. Um, as well as just the word of mouth where we get inquiries from captain and crew about what they can do and how they can help. And since Tim and Ear, since that first delivery to Nicaragua, we have been active in Belize and Panama, Costa Rica, Mexico, Alaska, um, Bali, Komodo, um, and there's more locations that, are, that will be coming online in the future. Fantastic. It's a nice variety, too. I think that's one of the things that, you know, from reading about Yadé Global over the years personally, I think that's one of the things that is really a big strength, that you can reach so many different communities in so many different areas. Yes. Well, one of the things we realized as we started this was why don't we stay closer to home and work with communities and facilities that need help here? Well, in the U.S., those facilities have access to all kinds of aid, and our our immediate sphere of influence is is really worldwide because of our contact base and the clients we work with. So, and all those places where these vessels are going have typically no concept of charitable giving. So we determine that we're much more effective at at reaching out to these remote areas than keeping it closer to home. Mm -hmm. Good idea. Why don't you also describe for everybody a typical aid scenario, basically how the supplies are purchased and, and where, um, how they get transported to the yacht, and then how the yacht in turn gets them into the communities. I'll, I'll use a, an example of, of Belize. What would typically happen for Belize is a vessel would be at a marina or shipyard in Fort Lauderdale. We would have we would coordinate 
supplies to be delivered to the boat from our end. Either the boat has some sort of financial participation or not. Um, we make it very streamlined for the vessel. So the goods arrive dockside. We just need help from the crew to put them on the boat somewhere that's safe for the, the transit to Belize. Um, the pre-planning on that is all completed by us, where we work with a, a yacht agent and a customs broker in Belize. So everything is, all the paperwork side of it is all taken care of before the boat even arrives. Upon arrival, um, if the boat's at a marina or f- facility in Belize, we have people on the ground that, that come to the boat and retrieve the goods. If the boat's at anchor, then all we the only thing we need help with is the ship's tender to get the goods to the marina or, or local place where they can be offloaded. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all designed to be minimally invasive on the operation. And that that same scenario I described is what takes place in Panama City for boats that, that leave the canal zone and head out to the San Blas Islands or the Coiba area, um, as well as remote parts of Mexico and over in Bali. Um, vessels get loaded in, in Bali and take goods out to the island of Komodo. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same concept repeated in various locations around the world. Okay, great. Do you have a sense of, of a, a percentage of medical supplies versus school supplies? Does that vary from year to year, or does it stay pretty consistent? We've, we've only done, um, well, there's one small... Um, mission that we did with medical equipment of three years ago in, in Costa Rica. And then there was a large one that, that was delivered to Belize on, uh, on December 31st, 2008. So other than that, it's all been school supplies. But we are, are looking for more and more of the medical equipment um, missions to be accomplished. As far as the medical equipment is concerned, is it is it things like um, you know bare necessities that a hospital would need, like say gurneys and beds, or does it go more in depth into you know bandages and, and medications? We have several facilities that we we have wish lists from, and those those wish lists include items that are capital goods, such as incubators for premature babies, mm-hmm. um, all the way down to just bandages. Um, mo- most of the items that are needed, though, are consumables. Those the areas that we work with rely on, on donations, and to just provide the basic medical care, they're mainly in, in need of just the basic consumables: um, r- rubber gloves, bandages, um, ace wraps, uh, cold packs, all, all kinds of just basic consumables. And then what about the school supplies? Are they mostly the pens, pencils, paper, or is it things like the, the dry erase boards and even the big blackboards that everybody remembers from school that we all, I think, probably take for granted as, as already existing? Um, it, it's the same with the school, school supplies. It's mainly very basic consumables. A lot of the areas where we provide school supplies to, they have no access to to pencils and paper um, were very difficult access. Um, but it also includes more capital goods, such as dry erase boards. But on the wish list for schools, there's always high-tech equipment that's being requested. There's a, a huge need for computers and digital, digital cameras out there. We always get requests for those items. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. 
So now, in late 2007, there was a businessman from New Jersey, as I understand it, who essentially just stumbled across Yade Global while doing a search on the web for various domain names. And he ended up becoming your first corporate sponsor. Why don't you tell us what happened? Well, the, the, the company is uh, called Franken Tech, and Mark Franken is the owner, and they do highly sophisticated security systems for very large yachts. And he was online looking around, um, this is back a couple of years ago, for domain names that had to do with yachts and security systems. And we happened to own a, a few domains in that kind of arena. And by accident, one of those domains was forwarded to a small website we have up called yagcom.com. And Mark Franken landed on that site and was kind of surprised as he was searching for things related to, to security, and he landed on this yagcom.com site. And there's a link to uh, send us an email on, on that site. So he sent us an email asking us, what is this site about? What does it have to do with security? So that chance encounter led to Mark Franken being our first corporate sponsor. Okay, great. Now, about a year after that or so, um, you had another pretty fortuitous meeting. Um, you met the director of tourism for Komodo National Park uh, in Indonesia. Um, tell us about what happened during that meeting. That was at the, the Sea Trade in Miami in March of 08. And I spent quite a lot of time all over Indonesia in, in, as a captain of the motor yacht Dorothea and had been in and out of Komodo several times, one of the most unusual places in the world, without a doubt. So I have, I have a, a fondness for that for Komodo and that part of the world. When I was at Sea Trade, the Indonesia had a country booth set up, and the Komodo National Park had um, an informative area within the country booth. And um, Marcus, who's the, the the director of marketing for the Komodo National Park, he happened to be there, and we sat and talked for probably two hours all about Indonesia and Komodo and what Marcus is doing and what's happening over there. And we kept in touch, and that chance encounter led to us um, putting in a, a pretty good protocol for moving supplies from Bali out to Komodo. There's a huge need in Komodo for everything you can imagine as far as school supplies go. The, the kids there are on bare feet, dirt floors, and wooden benches with no teaching aid of any kind. So with our knowledge of how the yachting, the yachting fleet moves over there from by picking up owners in Bali and doing a cruise to the east towards Komodo, we knew there was a natural fit for what we're doing with Yai Global. Okay, great. Now, there have been several more pretty exciting developments over the past year um, and past couple of years, particularly with Belize um, and the emergency response team there. Um, why don't you tell us about how Yadi Global sorry, <laughs> got involved with them? Well, it was back in the summer of 06 when Belize was hit by a series of strong tropical storms, hurricanes, and a lot of devastation in the country. And that immediately got me thinking about, well, how can we get things into Belize? And we worked close with uh, Carolyn Thurton in, in Belize. Um, she is the owner of 
an, uh, a yacht agency called Aventura. And Carolyn was instru- instrumental in helping us find a, a, a facility and an organization in Belize that we could send supplies to. It, it took us two years to figure out how to get all that completed so that we can bring any items into Belize duty-free with a very streamlined paperwork tr- process that has to be followed. And Carolyn um, put us in touch with an organization called Belize Emergency Response Team. And it's a it's an organization that runs the ambulance service within Belize City and um, as, as well as an air ambulance service. And it was an interesting fit for what we're doing because if a yacht, if a yacht captain, crew, gas owners, if they're injured within Belize City or some of the outlying areas, there's high likelihood that Belize Emergency Response Team will be a responder to, to help. So by us effectively sending them goods that they need, we're helping out the yachting community. So it's a very interesting tie-in. Right, right. Great. Why don't we come to the current day now? Um, update us on any deliveries or even larger projects that are in development, um, as well as ones that are pending for the rest of the year. We have, um, well, our how we've how we operate is based on the seasons around the world where where the yachts are, are are going, and during the June, July, August time frame, large yachts are very active in Alaska, in French Polynesia, as well as other places in the South Pacific, as well as in in Indonesia, and in all three of those areas, we have. Um, activity that will be taking place um, in the coming months. Um, we have contact with organizations and people ashore and other places all over the world. And this coming winter, um, continuing to work with Panama, Belize, Costa Rica, Mexico, Nicaragua, all the places that are natural tie-in with the, the large yachts that leave San Diego um, closer to Christmas time and head south. Mm-hmm. In um, you know, you just mentioned Costa Rica a, a minute ago. Um, you just shared with me um, by email some terrific information about a school being constructed there. Um, why don't you tell us about that too? How that came about? Because I, I think people would be interested to learn about how Yadi Global is getting involved at the at the real true entry level of of schools being built in in areas where they don't have them. Well, what happened there is a couple of years ago we did a, a delivery to a remote community in Costa Rica called La Islita. It's it's north of a of a town called Punta Arenas, up through the mangroves. You can only get there by by small boat. And the community basically had a temporary structure built as a school. And the supplies that we delivered there were needed, like all the other places. And uh, but it also got us thinking about, gosh, how come how come they don't have a school in a place like this? So it, it got us thinking about how how do we take that idea of of building a school and make it happen? And we've been talking with several people in Costa Rica over the last couple of years about this, and are being fed information about the various places that 
we might be able to do this. And the idea is to to build a not it's not it wouldn't be just a school, it would be a community center, a multifunctional structure. And but also doing it during the time of the of the year, December, January, February, March, where yacht crew that are in the area can come by and, and help on the project. So it, it ties in all uh, very nicely and kind of very exciting to be um, coming closer to an actual project to, to work on down there. Oh, that'll be great. Fantastic. You know, for anybody who, among owners or crew or even just regular people who want to learn more about Yade Global, obviously they can go to your website, which is yadeglobal.org. But is there anything specific that you need right now that people could really um, get involved in? You know, are there um, are there specific needs for boats going to certain regions, or um, is there maybe a, a special funding need that you may have? How can people specifically target certain things that you need right now? Well, one of the critical things here that we're realizing as we move along is Yai Global is a is a concept, and certainly we're an organization that people can be involved with, and, and we can help um, provide supplies to a vessel that can deliver to a certain area, but the greater power in all this is that, hey, just take the idea and just, just go run with it. You don't have to be part of a formal structure. You don't have to be part of Yae Global. You just have to, you know, if you're at Los Sueños Marina in Costa Rica, Take a walk down the street and find a local school. It'll be a very interesting experience to, to go in there and introduce yourself to the principal and tell them what you're doing and um, let them know that you're going to bring a chart by from the boat. Um, donate a chart to the school. But there's, uh, again, I highly emphasize that we're, we're here to handhold the process as deeply as that needs to be held. Um, but the the greater power in all of it is that it's just a concept, and a lot of people are already already doing this out there. There's a lot of large sailing on motor yachts that are very active in donating to community, communities as they travel around the world. But part of our message is, hey, anybody can do it, and you don't have to be part of the structure. Just take a walk down the beach and find a local school or the local clinic and figure out what they need and just just run with the, with the concept. Yeah. Well said. Very, very good point. Mark, thanks so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. You got it. And like we said, if anybody is interested in learning more, please visit the Yacht Aid Global website, which is www.yachtaidglobal.org. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to Mega Yacht News Radio today. To learn more about the Megayacht market, you can read my daily blog and see exclusive videos at megayachtnews.org.